From the electric release that is The Cult with a Love Removal Machine, one of Chris's most favorite bands ever, not? No, well, thankfully you um, you did that when I was calling back in so I could miss a full minute of that joy. <laughs> not a fan. I know you're not. But everybody else seems to like them, so, you know, that's fine with me. I don't... I don't begrudge anybody listening to it just because I don't like it. Well, I, I think you need to go on a message board and talk about how much you hate the cult and how much they suck. You guys are dicks because you like the cult. They fucking suck, man. Yeah. Fuck you on. I don't care. Not a fan. Never was. Never will be. Promise it won't be played in my house this week. Yeah. Promise. Never will yeah, play man. in my house. Although it will when I'm adding the music to the... To the uh, playlist on YouTube. <laughs> so funny. So, yeah, whatever, dude. Everybody likes what they like, you know. Well, it is what it is. Well, I'm gonna the go. Out, I'm gonna go out and find a pro cult message board and tell them how much I enjoy them, and then I'm gonna run you down and say, and my partner Chris, he fucking thinks they suck. Yeah. Attack, troll him. Yeah. Because <laughs> he doesn't like the cult, dude. I. They're one of those bands that I know I should like, but I just don't. And, and I honestly think that it has this, it has a ton to do with the, the Morrison esque sound of Ian Asbury's vocals. Yeah. Cause I hate the doors. I, I mean, the doors to me are unlistenable. Well, that makes sense. I mean, it does make sense that if you're yeah. not a doors fan, that there is a, correlation between the uh ian asbury and and uh jim morrison yeah and even when like dokken does too high to fly i don't like that either well, because he channels his jim morrison he does and it's like ugh, no pass play something else <laughs> give me bullets to spare right please <laughs> but it is what it is you know I, I know i should like the cult in some way because everybody that likes everything else that i like likes a cult too i just don't let's see well just like jackal in the chat room going steel panther fucking sucks man they're fucking terrible worst band I okay well you don't like them fair enough don't listen to them. i'm not a huge steel panther fan myself but they're fun i, I think they're fun you know but just because i like them and he doesn't doesn't make either of us right it's like just whatever let's like what you like don't like what you don't like. Let's see, Facebook.com slash just Chris Aiken. You fucking suck, man. You don't yeah. like the cult. Fuck you, man, and your opinions. How dare you say the cult <laughs> isn't great? They're the best band of all time. You got to lead with that, too. Yeah. You're stupid because they're the best band of all time. All right, as you're aware, I'm sure, uh, Tom Petty passed away a few years ago. You're kidding. Yep. Well, apparently, uh, one of his videos, one of his music videos, the Don't Come Around Here No More, uh, there was a lot of problems with it getting uh, past the censors when, when yep. they, when they uh, were, you know, launching it to MTV. Right. Okay. They they were not happy with it in a lot of ways, and and it almost did not get released. You're kidding. That's yeah. one of his biggest hits, right? It is. It, it's it's a great video. I remember seeing it for the first time, and I thought, "Holy shit, this is great." 
Now, that's another guy. Are you a fan? I've seen him three times. I'm not a fan. I, I went, be, well, the first two times I went was because of the girl I was dating. Okay. I, I don't dislike him, but I don't own anything he ever put out. I own the box set, which is all the more I'm ever going to need. I'll probably never listen to more than like three songs off of that. I just, no, th that guy never dug his voice. Just his voice just grated on me. Yeah. Well, I, again, I didn't dislike him, but I wasn't a huge fan either. Yeah. And I've seen him perform. Like I said, I went three times um, mm -hmm. for various reasons. It wasn't, oh, Tom Petty's coming. I got to get tickets. Mm. I went because, you know, the chick I was involved with wanted to go. Right. So I so did. We get laid. Yeah. Just to hear to Tom Petty. I get it. But to be honest with you, and, and uh, you know, if you're a Tom Petty fan, again, glad I don't have social media so you can't troll me. Yeah. But uh, I, I found uh, his shows boring. Yeah, I find his music boring. <laughs> you know, shows too, but his music definitely. Yeah, but Just, but I, but I but I I don't mind his music. I I've listened. I know the songs. I know a lot of the words. Yeah. But but I, would I pick up a Tom Petty CD and put it in and listen to it? No. Yeah, I liked. Um, well, yeah, I didn't really like any of them. <laughs> <laughs> now that I'm thinking, I'm trying to think of a song that I like of Tom Petty. And I honestly don't know that there is one. Like Renegade? No. Don't Come Around Here No More? No. What else did he do? Refugee. Oh, yeah. Well, that's what I thought was Renegade. So <laughs> The, so, yeah, the Great Wide Open? Into the Great Wide Open. No. Boring. Even the song he did with Stevie Nicks st stunk, and I love Stevie Nicks. Stop dragging, Stop dragging my heart my... around. Yeah, didn't like that either. No. Did you like the traveling Wilburys? No. Not especially, no. Bunch of old codgers. And... Jeff Lynn and George Harrison and, and Roy Orbison and uh, Tom Petty. No, didn't like that very much either. Isn't that, I got my mindset. That would be the one. Yep, that would be George Harrison on lead for that. I know that song. I like that song. Is there more? <laughs> they had like three albums, didn't they, or two? Two, I think two, if I'm not mistaken. Two, and then they started dying. Yeah, well, Roy Orbison kicked off shortly after that. Yeah, Roy Orbison was like 100 when he did that. <laughs> George Harrison turned into old pudding brain there yeah. right after, right? Yeah. Nope, not not a fan of any of that era. Yeah. That that style, I guess. Yeah, you're just not into that kind of that folksy country, uh, Bob Dylan esque. Yeah. You know, it's weird though because I love Springsteen. I'll listen to Springsteen all day long, but don't like Tom Petty and don't like Dylan and don't like. I do like George Harrison solo, that I do like, but um, Jeff Lynne, I like Jeff Lynne. ELO? Like ELO. Yeah, I, I like some of the ELO stuff, but only the fast stuff. You know, anything else with, with the ELO, not a fan. And anything that he did outside of ELO, I could give a fuck about. Yeah, it's, 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 it's I don't know. It's weird because I do like some of that style of music, but I like the more modern ones like Edwin McCain and stuff like that. 
you know, definitely not Tom fucking Petty. Yeah. Ugh. Well, you know, the thing is, is, you know, like you, I'm not a Springsteen fan at all, right. mm-hmm. but, but I'm a big Mellencamp fan. Yeah. Which in some way you would think that one would correlate to the other, but it doesn't. See, I, I like John Mellencamp too, but not as much as Springsteen. And it, it, it's weird. You know, it, it's weird how we, we, we make our choices. I, I wonder if there is a psychology to it. I, I wonder know. if it was, I wonder if it was saw a Tom Petty video and thought he looked like a weirdo. So didn't like him or something. Well, maybe it's relatability. Maybe. May, I mean, um, refugee came out when I was in high school. Did he have hits before that? Well, that was like 77. That was like, I think that was on like damn the torpedoes. So I think it was like okay. 77. Oh, I thought it was when I was in high school. I was in high school, 82 to 86. I uh, mean, I knew the song. Yeah. Don't I think come I, here no more was 85. I know that. Yeah. But, but, uh, Petty started his rise in the late seventies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I just missed it. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. Petty, not, not my dude. But anyway, his video almost didn't get made. Yeah. Years. Tom, Tom Petty made some amazing mu- music videos during his career, but uh, as Don't Come Around Here No More, director Jeff Stein tells uh, the media, this one took the cake. <laughs> Glad they were able to catch up with him, you know, in, in such a timely manner. Yeah. Jesus, 40 years later, he's talking about that video? <laughs> the Lysergic Alice in Wonderland theme spectacle for the Southern Accent single released on February 28th of 1985. I guess maybe because of the age, it's like, what, uh, 25 years old, 30 years old, 35, 85 to 95 to 2005 to 2015, years old, 35 years old. Yeah. So they're, they're probably the reason they're doing is because it's 35 years old. You know, how many miles of cocaine do you think that Tom Petty did between the filming of that video and his death? (laughs) It's hard to tell. You think he did two miles? Uh, could be. Is that a realistic number? Two miles of cocaine? <laughs> could <laughs> be. Pretty... I don't know. <laughs> it's an interesting question. It depends on how thin the line is. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, I'm I'm assuming since it was released on February 28th, which was yesterday. Right. They're probably, you know, doing a, you know, throwback. 35 years ago today, this was released, and here's a story behind it. Okay, makes sense. It starred Tom Petty as a smirking Mad Hatter, young actress Wish Foley as the edible Alice, and the song's co-writer, Eurythmics, Dave Stewart, as Mm -hmm. the shrooming, sitar-strumming caterpillar. Right. Remember when everybody thought that guy was going to be, like, the guy? Remember how when the Arrhythmics came out and everybody thought Dave Stewart was going to be this super producer guy? Well, yeah, because he was working with a lot of people at that point. Yeah. But boy, that 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 came and went fast, didn't it? Yeah. Has he disappeared? I've, I haven't even heard that name in years now. Yeah. It has gone down in pop history as one of the greatest videos all, of all time, but not without controversy. While it may seem tame now that infamous cake cutting scene which featured petty and his tea party heartbreakers slicing and gobbling up alice's layered cake torso caused 
such a fuss 35 years ago that it was partially responsible for Tipper Gore, Gore launching the Parents Music Resource Center. Really? That's what they're saying. Oh, shit. Apparently, Tipper's daughter saw the scene and freaked out. Oh, please. And then mom started taking notice of what was going on on MTV. And I'm not kidding. I was cited for promoting cannibalism by parents' (laughs) teachers group. I thought, well, this has to be a career high if you can bring back cannibalism as a fad. (laughs) But Stein reveals that the cake scene could have uh, been even more shocking. Well... We had put strawberry jam as filling in the cake, so when Tom was chopping it up, that kind of red strawberry sauce was going all over the place. It looked more like a slasher thing, but we weren't going to include that in the final piece. Still, he recalls that once the big wigs of MTV saw the uh, preserve-free video, he received a concerned phone call. I still remember his quote, which was, Stein, you have our asses hanging out a window on this one. MTV. Do you remember this video at all? Being I do. It's actually one of my favorite. No, I don't remember it being controversial, but I remember seeing it for the first time, and I thought it was pretty. The concept was pretty cool. Yeah, I remember seeing it and thinking, "Wow, this is a big." You know, it was like a big production at the time, but I don't remember ever there being like controversy. Well, about that's it. probably why they're telling the story now. Yeah. Well, maybe. Maybe not a well-known story, but you know. Uh, MTV still agreed to play the clip. It was uh, a huge hit. It was even nominated at the year's MTV Music Video Award for Video of the Year, Viewer's Choice, and Best Direction, and it won for Best Special Effects. But one day, Stein saw the video on MTV and noticed that the network, unbeknownst to him, had made a surprising edit. Oh. I did not take anything out of the cut after it started airing, and it was very popular in major rotation. I noticed that they had taken Petty's burp off of the end after he has a piece of cake and Alice is on the piece, and she kind of is screaming. He belches, and they had taken that part off. I thought, oh, my God, how can they censor our creativity like this? So I called them, and I said I was going to call the Washington Post and say everybody at MTV was censoring us. Jesus, over that? Over that. Wow. But then right. they then they put it back in. <laughs> Those were the days when you could call everybody and they'd respond, but that was only that but that was the only edit that they tried to do. Take the burp off at the end. Maybe they thought it was uh impolite. Incredibly, Stein and the band only had one chance to get the iconic scene right as they ordered just one custom cake from the Los Angeles bakery and they had no backup. Normally, you would double something up like that, but I think it was quite expensive uh, or Hanson couldn't do more than one in in a certain time frame. But we were highly trained professionals, especially in the cake decimation, he laughs. And yes, everybody got a piece of Alice and the cast and crew all ate it up after we were done. So I added, uh, so it added to the craft services in our uh, celebration, a vanilla confection with the aforementioned secret strawberry of raspberry filling just to give it a little more gore effect. Mm, Well, Stein is still baffled by any outrage to the cake scene. (laughs) 
it was all in good fun. I was always very respectful to women. It was, see, here it is, this whole Me Too thing now. Is that what this is about? I don't know. I'm not saying that this is about that, but I just find it funny that people have to throw that caveat in now. I've always been respectful of women. Shut up. No, you weren't. It was making you're making a video of people cutting up a chick and fucking eating her. Yeah. Just just admit it. That's what you were doing. <laughs> it was all in good fun. I've always been very respectful to women. It was a fantasy. Alice in Wonderland is pretty crazy and kind of a little violent as well. But it was just a music video. Just keep saying to yourself, it's only a music video. It's only a music video. And he points out that the opening hallucinogenic mushroom scene with Stuart was actually the video's more scandalous moment. If you look closely, Dave takes a big bite of a mushroom and a chunk of it is in his hand. And that's where our trip starts. I was always kind of pleased that we got that through MTV. They were always looking at things to censor, but I didn't but they didn't catch that. That was the most subversive part. I thought of the video, not the cake eating. And in other news, my wife still loves me very much. (laughs) (laughs) And I love her. (laughs) Here's a fun fact. Stuart's your rhythmics bandmate, Annie Lennox visited the set and she painted Stuart's long prosthetic fingernails for the occasion. Well, (laughs) Stein also points out that during the grueling two-day shoot at the Hollywood SIR studio, Foley had to endure much worse at just trying on a dining table. Let's see. Uh, Foley had to endure much worse than just lying on a dining table with her head and her limbs jutting out from some uh, some kind of a pastry. Wish Foley, Wish Foley was incredible. Oh, that's her name, Wish. Wish Foley? Wish Foley was incredible, he says, noting that he knew right away that she was perfect for the role, even though she was the second actress who auditioned out of a possible 50. She was the only person who showed up to the casting call wearing a hairband like Alice does, and she just had that kind of innocent look, and I thought Alice should that Alice should have. Also, I was looking for the perfect scream for that last shot, and she gave us a great scream and seemed uninhibited in terms of what we were going to do. And when you have a very short shooting schedule, you need people who are really going to come to the party, so to speak, the Mad Hatter's Tea Party, and she certainly did. If our Alice hadn't been as fantastic as she was, and if she hadn't been as much of a sport as she was, I don't think it would have been the same video. She was happy to be in it, and we took very good care of her, and it was quite a difficult shoot, and we certainly put her through it. How difficult? These fucking Hollywood jizz balls always think that what they do is so fucking intense. It is. It's intense. You're you're on a stage. You got fucking good food to eat. You go out there. You pretend you're somebody else for an hour. Then you go eat a fucking sandwich. Yeah. Then you come back an hour later and do another scene. Okay, action. Yeah. It's not that fucking hard. Just stop with the, oh, it was an intense set. Shut up. Shut up. You know what would be an intense set if you fucking went out out on, like, in a war and you were, like, a war correspondent? That's an intense set. You know? You're being shot at and shit. Not fucking sitting around watching people eat cake and then screaming at the end of it. Jesus. Doesn't sound very tough to me. (laughs) 
Foley's most challenging scene on the MC uh, Escher-esque set was when she had to slosh around in a teacup, which Stein had uh, built out of an above-ground children's pool and filled with oversized sugar cubes made out of the green stuff that they used at a florist to stick flowers in, painted white. The yeah. giant donut was fashioned from an inner tube. She was soaking wet. I actually tried to take care of her, and I asked for the water to be heated. I tried to heat the water, but the time, but by the time when we actually had to shoot the scene, it wasn't as warm as I would have liked it to be. It was quite cold, and she stayed in there. She was quite the trooper. Oh, amazing. So she sloshed around in lukewarm water. How did she not win an Academy Award for this? I mean, Jesus, she got in, wa- in room temperature water, for God's sake. She did. What a what a star. And she sloshed around with an inner tube that looked like My a donut. God. Talk about going the extra mile for your craft. <laughs> Jesus. Stein what tried a- to make things comfortable for Foley in other ways, like making sure that... Why is this so uh, um, focused on how well this girl was treated during her shoot? Why do you think this is even an issue right now? You know why? Because this guy doesn't want to fucking have his career wrecked at this point. Yeah. He's coasted for 35 years. He doesn't want to have it sneak up on him. Yeah. Look, look at how this woman was treated in this video. You you were the director? What kind of way do you treat women in your real world? And let's be honest. No one gives a shit about this girl. Nobody, nobody knew the name Wish Whatever until fucking yesterday. Yeah. You know, instead it was just Tom Petty. Yeah. Tom Petty did this weird, creepy video. That's all we remember about the whole goddamn thing. Well, we know Wish Foley because she played a great Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. And she was a trooper. She was brave. She yeah. She jumped around in, in Luke, the warm she, bath. Yeah. She sloshed around in a, a kiddie pool in lukewarm water. Yeah. We kept her from drowning. Yeah. And when we threw a, you know, an inner tube in painted like a donut, she was able to dodge it. That's amazing. <laughs> Best actress ever. I, the 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 level of acting was unprecedented by this woman. <laughs> no, it was. No man could have done this job. No, no man. No, Only it, a woman. No, it was unprecedented. <laughs> unprecedented. <laughs> unprecedented acting ability. Uh, there was a th- there was a throwback for you. Shit. <laughs> uh, Stein tried to make things comfortable for Foley in other ways, like making sure that. Uh, the sequence in which she morphs from Alice into a piglet. She got to wear the baby bonnet first because after the piglet, it was quite smelly. Mm, but she, tr- she trudged on anyway. Boy, she is amazing. Uh huh. She wore a smelly hat and soaked <laughs> in lukewarm water. A smelly Can you hat. believe this? <laughs> she wore a smelly hat. Smelly hat. She is incredible. Now I got the title for this segment. She wore a smelly hat. <laughs> That's a smelly hat there, Harry. Right. <laughs> but, but the pig caused troubles in, of his own. We had this piglet, and it was quite cute. And we had his wrangler there. But I'm not kidding. Maybe they had... Uh, spare ribs or something for lunch and maybe the little piglet got a whiff of his spare ribs and thought he was the lunch or dinner because he took off all right phil he said piglet with a p <laughs> take it easy phil with a p 
Higgle it. <laughs> Take it easy. Oh my God. Pick in the picture. That's Wish Foley. Is that who is that her? Yeah. Holy fuck. Apparently she ate the piglet. Yeah, no, she ate the whole cake. <laughs> the piglet. Yeah. Cast. Now she is the piglet. <laughs> they need to just like just like coming to the America, they need to uh do uh don't come around here no more too. Yeah, well <laughs> that's the message they're singing to her. Yeah. <laughs> Don't come around here no more. Yeah, wish Foley. <laughs> Leave your fat ass at the door. Holy shit. Hey! Hey! Wow. Well, it has been 35. You just think she was probably 25 at the time. Yeah, so I know, but... 60. Yeah. Now she's 60. Give her a break. Yeah. If she's 60, she doesn't look that horrible for 60. <laughs> Let's be I mean, honestly... I, it, she's got to be close to 60, if not 60. That's not so bad. For 60? She's got just enough fat to keep the wrinkles off. <laughs> she could use Julia Roberts' mouth. She could. Well, no, she's got a regular size mouth. I know, Julia. but what I'm saying is her head is the perfect size for Julia Roberts' mouth. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that, that's true. True. You put Julia Roberts' mouth on her, it would probably... It would probably fit perfect. Her, her mouth is probably the same size as Julia Roberts' mouth. Right. But it just looks in proportion because she's got a fat head. Right. <laughs> she's got a fat head. She does. Look at her. I see her. You could fucking paint that head orange and draw black lines on it and dribble it down a court. Right. Big fat head. So what? Yeah, she's got kind of a pumpkin head. She's got a pumpkin head, but you know what? She's not that. If she's 60 years old, there's not a wrinkle on that face. She's got natural Botox. Yeah. But there's not a wrinkle anywhere. No. Nope. She's all right. I, I, I mean, she, yeah, she, she gained a pound or 20, but she's all right. No, no. I, don't, I don't see her as that bad. Yeah. Of course, that's a headshot. I'd like to see the. I'd like to see the other end of the iceberg to well, make a determination. But well, Doc in uh, twenty twenty put the other photo over in there. Let me see. That's not her. <laughs> That's an actual pig. Oh, on, oh, I, 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 just, I bestook her. Oh, the mouth is the right size. Right. <laughs> she does not bathe in cake frosting. <laughs> Honestly, you guys are very vicious. They're vicious. As a fat guy, I, I take very big offense to these fat jokes. Right. It's very offensive to us fellow, us in the fat community. We need to be respected. Stop fat shaming us. <laughs> anyway, the pig took off and it took us about. Bitch. <laughs> no, wish did not take off. The pig, the piglet took off. Piglet took okay. Yeah, just sure. And no one could catch it. It took like forty-five minutes running around, and of course, we didn't want him to have an accident on our pristine black and white checkerboard set. Okay. As uh, great as Foley was, obviously it was Petty's stellar performance that made "Don't Come Around Here No More" such an instant and enduring classic. Stein, who admits he was daunted by the assignment, was inspired to pitch the concept because of the Mad Hatters style top hat that petty often wore 
Stein also stresses that contrary to Stort's account in the autobiography, uh, Sweet Dreams Are Made of This, Life and Music, the Alice uh, theme was his idea. I was a little leery pitching it to Tom because at the time, in my mind, he was a straight-ahead rocker and maybe wouldn't be adventurous. <laughs> now what am I What am I missing? Still ooze the Julia Roberts self-portrait. <laughs> the wolf trap. That's funny. Yeah. I think a doc in 2020 has got the get in my belly. <laughs> get in my belly. Um, anyway, getting back to this, uh, uh, Tom was a straight ahead rocker, uh, because at the time in my mind, he was, uh, I didn't know if he was adventurous for him to be a, basically a costume melodrama after whatever his image was before was very daring. I thought, and he got totally into it. It was very Quentin crisp. I don't know what that is. Me either. I loved it. He really went for it. 35 years later, Stein, who has long list of uh, credits, including the cars, you might think. Nice tie-in. Mm-hmm. Billy Idol's Rebel Yell and Warren's perhaps even more notorious and also pastry-themed cherry pie. Still says, don't come around here no more, is uh, his video of which he is the most proud. Oh, and he, congrats. And he knows it made history, even if it was controversial in 1985. The first time I went to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in Cleveland, there was a long escalator to the second floor through this enormous atrium. And when I got mm-hmm. to the very top in a plexiglass case, there was the oversized top hat from the video, kind of their showpiece at the time. And I thought, wow, that's incredible. But I but I probably should have saved it for myself. Yeah. So if you want to go to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and see the top hat, might, yeah, let me get right on that. It might be there. Let me get right on that. So there's a little history of music video from 35 years ago when music videos actually mattered. Yeah. I don't know that that was an enduring video, though. Do you? I, I, mean, I, thought, it, I thought it was cool. I, I really did. I enjoyed that video quite a bit. But it's not referred to. When people name their all-time, the all-time great videos, nobody mentions that one, do they? I don't know. I, I don't know that I would, but. And they all mention Thriller, obviously. And from there, I don't even know. Well, oh, no. Thriller was almost like a mini movie. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. What else would be a, a big mo- a big video from the day? Uh, let me see. Back in the eighties into the nineties. Yeah. Um, big music video. That's memorable. Yeah. Greg Kin band. Eh, I don't know. <laughs> Remember that video where they're in the church and the tentacles came from the floor. Of the chair? That isn't jeopardy. Is it? Yeah. Jeopardy. Yeah. Jeopardy. Remember it, he's in the, he's in the church and those big, awfully fake, terrible looking tentacles come from the floor yeah. of the church and, Suck him under. Our lives in jeopardy, baby. baby. <laughs> yep. 
I don't know. They, I mean, you know, obviously the, the MTV music video days in the very early part of uh, mu- making music videos, a lot of them didn't make sense or they were just kind of goofy or they just kind of threw shit together because really nobody had any direction as to what they were doing. Yeah, people are listing them now. Money for nothing. That was definitely a big one. Yeah, because of the animation. And Billy Jean. And Take On Me by AHA. Well, that's, those- there's another one. Uh, the, again, with the animation and the uh, cartoonism. Yeah, I don't think Rock Me Tonight, Phil. I don't think that was a big MTV <laughs> hit. Billy Squire. It was a hit. It was a terrible hit. Billy Squire. Well, I think, that's, I think that's what the whole, that's why he's even mentioned that because of the dancing around in the pink. Yeah, that was a, that, yeah, beat it. All the, all the Michael Jackson videos were big productions. Yeah, huge, huge money spent on those. Yeah. Weird Al Yankovic videos were, were big. They were big at the time. Like a surgeon and fat. <laughs> what was the other ones that he had? Um, I lost on Jeopardy. Yeah, I lost on Jeopardy. Yeah, yeah. He had to. He had his whole career was based on MTV. Nobody was probably more upset than Weird Al Yankovic when MTV switched to doing reality shit. That guy's whole career went up in flames. Well, strangely enough, he still tours around though. Yeah, off of those songs. I mean, if he has songs that are out now, does anybody know him? Yeah. Was that that Amish Paradise? Yeah, from the Gangster Paradise. Mm-hmm. That was when MTV was still out, wasn't it? Yeah, Coolio, right? Coolio did uh, the Gangster's Paradise. I don't know. That was that was an Arab though. That that ten year that ten year window there, mm-hmm. ten or twelve year window where they you know MTV was king. Yeah, 